the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. They are on. Can you hear us? All right, 210-308-8867. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas, broadcast live from Milberger's Landscape Nursery, Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. Uh, where uh, folks are never deterred by the rain. Huh. And uh, Trace is up on the porch with us, but we encourage you to call in with your gardening question. Let's find out what's going on in your gardening world. Well, it's just scattered showers. Yeah. I ran through a couple. And I that, saw that. you running like that. That was amazing. <laughs> so I'm a little embarrassed because uh, I'm not technologically advanced oh, enough to no. uh, look at my phone good enough. So oh, I kept, yeah. <laughs> I kept telling myself all morning, it's not supposed to be raining. No. It's not supposed <laughs> to be yeah. raining. And then I, I took that extra five seconds to look better, and I was looking at California. Yeah. Oh, no. Which is, which is not raining. It's, no. not, it's not raining in Santa Clara. If we were doing the show in Santa Clara, well, we would not have to worry about the rain. No. Well, a long way to drive, though. Man. That's true. Every every weekend. All right. Uh, let's see. Two one zero. What's that? You're on. Yep. Uh-oh. I got gotcha. you. No? Nothing? <laughs> All right. Uh, I wanted to... T- uh, talk about our upcoming crepe myrtle problem. They're they're beginning to bloom out now. Yeah, the pink yep. ones, and then and uh, y'all got some for sale over here, right? Yes. You? Uh, well, the big ones I got a pretty good selection. The little stuff is hard to come by. Oh yeah, I can imagine. I don't think the the crepe myrtles. Uh, I don't think they took a hit, did they? Uh, did well, they the, the ones that I had here, I did not protect them. Okay. And um, I cut probably a third to a half of them back to the ground, and they're leafed back out. Oh, okay. Um, the other the other percentage uh, had no issues whatsoever. Okay. But, you know, that's here. It was a different not. species, right? Yes. Oh, it was definitely, uh, you could definitely notice the colors that were. Yeah. When we had to cut it back, it was all one type. Not like Natchez had no problem. Yeah, uh, Bachelor's Party Pink had no problem. But that, a yeah. lot of the dwarfs were having some issues. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was a research paper done, which I never could find, that was comparing the different uh, species of crepe myrtle. And uh, I, I wish I wish species I could have found or them. selections, huh? Species or selections? Selections. Selections. And uh, so I remember when we had the first hard freeze way back, Yana, 
my favorite, uh, Tuscarora, got hit pretty bad. But uh, it didn't kill it. It didn't kill it. And uh, I, I, I would drive by Paces. They had their whole driveway uh, in Kramer, hmm. big ones. But those are pretty. And they, oh yeah, big time. I, I still think the snow did us a lot of good for the insulating factor. Oh, oh, you think so? I, I'm positive. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Whatever it was, we appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Uh, people are still uh, looking at the uh, Sago Palm. Yeah, and uh, they're seeing some uh, differences in, uh, <laughs> like I noticed in the last talk, not the very last, but. Uh, Another cold front came through, and it was amazing. They could be, they could have three in a bunch, and uh, two of them would be good, and one of them would be dead as a hammer. Yeah, we right had in that, the middle. And we had that listener who called in too. He had four of them, and three were fine. Yeah, and I I, I couldn't in my neighborhood. It's like people and bacon. <laughs> you know? If, you, if bacon is your entire life, somebody's going to have a heart issue with it, and some folks oh, not. Okay. <laughs> uh oh. I'm sorry, Jared. That, that's a very personal subject. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's I was just thinking kinda, my personal, I love bacon. Yeah. I think Jerry does, too. I'm not sure bacon loves him back. <laughs> I give my doggy the bacon. Oh, that's sweet. I get it on my tacos <laughs> and uh, whatever. Well, the best example of that is live oaks. I mean, well, oak trees in general. Yeah. Except uh, sagos are, uh, well, I guess there's a, they're somewhat vegetative. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The, the damage on a sago happens far more frequently because it's, it's good to about 20 degrees. Uh, anything below 20, and we would have expected the leaves to, or the fronds to yellow out and okay. the center come back out again. Yeah. And they they can be uh, sensitive to soggy, soggy soil, but yeah. not not to the d- degree that we <laughs> saw in the freeze. And Sylvia sent us pictures. I forwarded to you guys uh, of her yard because she called in right after the freeze happened and was worried about. I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head. Sweet peas, <laughs> and uh, she had some other stuff. Poinciana, mm-hmm. but she sent us pictures of everything and. You didn't say kiss it goodbye, did you, man? I would never say that. Uh, I never did. Oh, 99% of it came back. Uh, yeah, I think she was happy with how much came back. Y'all have to see the pictures. She did a nice job. Okay. All right, sorry. 210-308-8867. I got a message from uh, my son-in-law. Okay. He's uh, talking to you again? He's, he's really worried about he takes care of his landscape real good. Uh, Where does he live? <laughs> uh, Farrell's. Okay. All right. Not in that area. Uh, said, I'm, uh, he writes about sago palms. Said, I'm worried about with how close these are. He's talking about the sprouts from below the uh, <laughs> sago. Uh, said, one, one, th- one thing, one, I think, I want to keep depending on what you say. Make a note of. He worried about how close his sprouts are, or little pups are. And I had told him to go ahead and uh, cut them, cut them off. But he says they're they're so close. He's worried about damaging the root system. Well, what one thing, <laughs> yeah, one thing about a sago, 
is uh, they those pups usually don't have a lot of room. No, you just kind of set them on the top of the soil. <laughs> yeah. And you, uh, generally they put a some po- a posts or something. Yeah. To them out. I I use uh, when I was doing cactus, they said use paintbrush, paint. Mm. paint Paint sticks. Uh, Paint sticks. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah Popsicle sticks. There you oh, go. Okay. Uh, but uh, the one big uh, dead one in the, in is the one I assume that Curtis and I uh, pulled out 10 years ago. Hmm. Now, that was the one where Curtis backed his truck in there, <laughs> and we hitched it up. To pull that sago out of, oh, I mean, it had brown fronds and everything, else. and so it didn't. It broke off. It didn't come up. So they're well rooted. And now he writes. Now I have four pups, and I think you can. You can if you can think. So you want to keep one on the right, in both pictures. Uh, let me know your opinion on the top. Well, he had uh, obviously two big ones, two two large pups, and uh, the rest were just coming around, coming up around the plant. So I told him, I've got to tell him, uh, <laughs> to take a spade or a sharpshooter or something and uh, dig between them, you know, dig between those two large pups or sprouts, and... Uh, if he wants to put them in another location, he can, or he can remove one of them. Yeah. Even even if you say slice, I, you know, when you sometimes when I tell people to dig, they they're just so sensitive and delicate. About yeah. It. I mean, <laughs> hey man, this thing's gonna jump out you and stab you and make you bleed and everything. It's so, and it's not going to be affected by. Being a, just getting it out of there. Yeah. So, if uh, he was going to replant, would you suggest doing that now or wait till it's warmer? Well, once you plant, uh, pop the plant, a pup out, uh, you let it dry for about uh, a little less than a week. Superize, show superization, and then and you do that with cactus too. Uh, and then then plant it right side up, <laughs> and uh, they can do that after the after the cut cut drive and the roots drive. That'd be an interesting presentation to give, because uh, think of how many of the things we're talking about doing are con- contrary to most gardening. No, oh, yeah. you know, don't don't overwater. Wait until it's hot and dry, <laughs> uh, and uh, just. Slice it out of there. Don't be spend two hours digging. Around. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's not it's it's not an easy concept to accept. Yeah, just ima- just imagine you're doing cactus. The, the right side up thing I got a kick out of because okay, I, I remember about thirty forty years ago, Mister Wessler had uh, he sold a bunch of roses to a guy. Okay, and the guy started complaining about a month later. Hey, these roses aren't growing. They're not. Was he an Aggie? I don't know. <laughs> uh, they're not doing anything. I think they're all dead. He went out, and guess what the guy did? What? Well, they were bare root uh, roses, so uh, he planted them upside down. Oh, oh man. 
<laughs> I, I never, I always said that. You probably uh, have to work to do that. <laughs> I, and if I remember correctly, it was like a thousand of them. Oh, oh my God. God. It was no. a bunch. Well, I guess he planted the first one, and it looked so right and good. He just planted them Maybe all. Maybe so. Wow. I, I've heard stories of that, but I never actually saw it until uh, our Margot Spitz and I were doing a, and she was not a, a very good gardener. And uh, Margot Spitz and I were planting onions on TV, and uh, she put them in upside down. Did she? Yeah. And of course, being the gentleman I was, mm-hmm. we stopped taping, and I uh, oh. <laughs> told her, "No, Margo, the roots go down." You stopped down now. <laughs> we didn't do that when when uh, the roses. I don't remember who, who it was that was the roses, but also somebody run, uh, doing uh, running the uh, aerator. Oh yeah. Yeah, go oh, oh yeah, I don't know who that was. I vaguely remember that. Jerry and I were kind of debating. Was it a chance he's going to get electrocuted, or should we just stay out of the way? <laughs> they just stayed out of the what, way. What, yeah. what did they run over? That's what I was. Yeah, that was, uh, was me on the aerator oh, okay. with tennis shoes on, which is not a good idea, uh, on, <laughs> on grass. And Hopefully you didn't have a sprinkler system, too. Uh, yeah, it was at Calvin's. We were doing this with KLRN. And there were electrical lines. In yeah, it. And Calvin's face went from kind of, okay, go ahead, to... <laughs> big eyes and oh, what are you doing? He's going to hit something. Yeah. We we had just explained to everybody how yeah, <laughs> relatively easy it was to control. Those, those things are not easy to control. No, the thing was pulling when they dig in. I got another question. Trace can help us with maybe. I know uh, from Miko Mick Mick M I C O. How do you pronounce that? Miko Michael Michael. Yeah, Michael, maybe. Okay, anyway. Uh, Texas? Joanna, yeah. Okay. Right in. I was on a walk this morning. Uh, see, I got this on uh, 18th, no, not long ago. And noticed a plant on the side of the road. It looked like it's getting ready to bloom, and the buds kind of look like hibiscus bloom. That's a big bud. It is low to the ground, and the leaves are skinny and probably about five to six inches long. The bloom is maroon. Huh. You know, we need to go get some of that. Uh-huh. Uh, if I could figure out how to send a picture, I would. <laughs> Just curious. You, you got any idea what that is? The blood of... Uh, <laughs> It looks like it's getting ready to bloom, and the buds are kind of look like a hibiscus bloom. The buds. Now, she didn't say the flower looked like a hibiscus bloom, but that would be a pretty big balloon. That color might be deceptive, too. You know how many yeah. have buds that are a little different color? I don't, think, I don't think she's seeing uh, morning glories. Uh-huh. You know, the vine morning glories oh, yeah. come up in the fall. Yeah, uh, the foliage description didn't match that. Yeah, right. All right, we need to help Stacy on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Got an olive tree question. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Stacy. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Hi, I'm fine. How are you doing? Good. What's going on? Good. 
Well, I have three olive trees in my backyard. My crop to date has been one olive. <laughs> and so when we had the storm in February, I was pretty sure the trees were dead. Two of them are coming back. They're coming back from the bottom, and they're also getting leaves. since The old ones have pretty much fallen off, but I have one tree that is not coming back with leaves, but it's growing from the bottom. I don't know if I should be cutting the trees all the way down to start over. The, the, the ones that are sprouting the from the, the ground, uh, that yeah, you should cut off the top of the tree, and then you have to decide <gasps> with to really? work with what's left or to plant a new one. They'll come back pretty fast. But uh, there, there are different varieties, right, of olives? Right. Yes. Uh, there, there's a definite cold tolerance. Uh, variation. Variation in, in olive variety. You, you didn't by chance see that. There's a very long article on, uh, on olives just a uh, week, 10 days ago in the San Antonio Paper. Express News. You didn't see that, did you? Well, I think I saw it, but it just confused me more. Was oh. it the one about <laughs> fruit trees or olive trees? No, this was about the industry in general, and then they talked about uh, cold tolerance and uh, what was happening uh, due to the freeze damage. I just thought it might be a good background for you. Okay. But if oh, you okay. saw it and it wasn't useful, then... Um, yeah. Just just follow Maybe that uh, advice Trace has given you. Why Why did you plant olives? Or do you want to make your own olive oil or something? <laughs> I just thought it'd be something work. different. And one tree became three, but they haven't been any work because, as I said, I've only had one olive in well, ten years. Congratulations! That's more than yeah. some people. Get. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're. So if the tree has come back with leaves, do I still need to cut it down? No, that one you just cut off whatever's dead. Uh, but the one sprang out from the ground, that means the top's probably gone. Yeah, and you, okay. usually uh, they're unrooted. In other words, they root easily from cutting. So uh, Okay. Uh, now are they the, that that sprouts will be the same tree that you're on. They're on their own roots, too. Yeah, they sprout. Well, that big olive that used and to be... On the front of there, we had to cut it down, uh -oh. and it's not sprouting back out. But I had five or six of them that we forgot to protect, uh -oh. and uh, they just defoliated and leafed right back out. So it's got to be a, that variety. Oh, thing. yeah, different variety. And so then if they're leaf, leafing back out, do I need to be careful to cut some of those? Because I mean, they seem to be coming in very close together. No, no, no. No, no. It's, just let it it's go? The key is to leave as many leaves as you got, and then okay. at some point later, Cut some point later, you can worry about cosmetics. Yeah, uh, generally, generally, if they're if they're very thick and very, a lot of them, uh, you can remove all carefully remove all those that uh, that are, are are touching each other, you know, close to each other. Right. pick about three or four. A, a lot of people grow them as a bush uh, oh, rather no, than a tree. And so you can leave three or four uh, stems or stalks. But I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that at, at this point. Uh, you can let them get bigger. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, make sure you get Because they're, so, they're just like citrus. They're, they're going to uh, 
some of those branches that have leaves now are not going to live, and then, right. and they're the most important thing now is to, the leaves to be producing some um, nutrients and everything for for the rest of the plant, and then you can worry about the cosmetics later. Right. Okay. Um, I think that they are also a little too close together. Would it be a good time to move them? I, with cold damage and all that, no. No. Um, I oh. I've got to work with where, where they're at. Okay. All right. Well, I'll leave them alone for the most part. Okay. Thank you, Stacy. Good luck. Thank, right. thank you very much. 210-308-8867. Have you tried my Ruby Crush yet? Like no, it. I haven't been given one. Oh, there you go. I want another one. All right. <laughs> I had some earlier. They're good. They're good. He actually did a good job. I know. I, I, what do you think? I was waiting to compliment him while we were on the air, and then I forgot. They're pretty good. Yeah. First tomato of the season, huh? I guess so, yeah. We're just in a container. And... Hey, we need to take a quick break while we do, so that Ruby Crush is uh, Milton proof. Yeah. All right. So we're mm-hmm. 968. Yeah, that was a... Uh... <laughs> It's a funny, the tomatoes are a little different. Yeah. One's rounder and the other's... Yeah. Oh. Oblong. Until he, he grew them and then uh, where are the 968s are gone? Did you, do you have 968s? No, I didn't grow 968s oh. this year. And you didn't have any sprout, any... Uh, volunteers? Volunteers. No, I don't think so. Well, it was in a container, so he might have taken the soil and switched yeah, it out. Yeah. yeah. But you might still get some. Cool. That'd be good. Yeah, because they come up all over. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. by morning, up from San Antonio. Everything that I got is just what I've got on. And we continue birthdays, uh, songs. Uh, thank you to George Strait, whose birthday was on the 18th. Who? George Strait. Maybe you've heard of him. Oh, George. He was quite popular. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he does Chevrolets, doesn't he? Or is it Ford? He does more than that. Yeah. What I like is his vodka. Really? Yeah. He has vodka? Is it vodka? George Strait? You don't drink vodka. Oh. Uh, oh, dear. All right. Well, think about maybe There's a big sign of him. Oh, promoting uh, something? Yeah. I don't know what that is. All right, 210-308-8867. Real quick, I uh, talked about Spider-Man termite and pest control. Again, I'm going to point out the Care mosquito trapping system only. I'm going to, since Warren Remy is maybe going to call us today, I'm going to let Warren. I know, this is very exciting. He said he might call. Uh, Warren <laughs> Remy, who is Spider-Man, uh, tell us about the Care trapping system and how it works. But it's a great system. Uh, it kind of alleviates the need for misting, works constantly. Uh, it's used by Millburgers, Disney World. Warren brought it to town, and uh, he and Spider-Man uh, Pest Control have uh, really introduced this to San Antonio. So check out the, peoples who br- the people who brought it, who learned the most about it, and that's Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, or gospidermanpest.com. Spider-Man Pest Control, your web of protection since 1976. Right. Oh, we have John on the line real quick. We'll talk to John. I, I don't know if he has an aerator question, So since we're just talking about it. Hey, John, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing real good. I live on the southeast side by 37 in Hot Wells, and it's pouring down raining now. 
Oh, is it? Oh, wow. And so, uh, I want, I just wondered, I, uh, uh, I've been eating, uh, large cherries since, uh, last, uh, uh, May a year ago. And large cherry I, tomatoes. Yeah. Large cherry. They're sweet. They're good. And I, I, I want to ask a question about them. Do, uh, have they ever been to Rodeo Tomato? Now, is that what's on the tag, uh, large cherry tomato? Yeah, right. Okay. That's, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's been on the market for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're but uh, the one that's been uh, a Rodeo Tomato is uh, is uh, uh, 968. The HN 968. Yeah. Uh, also sold as... Uh, Dwarf cherry surprise. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, dwarf cherry. Right. But the surprise one, went away. The, the one he got <laughs> that says large cherry is a large cherry that's uh, been on the market for yeah. quite a few years. Now, have you tried these? Large cherry is good, but yeah. uh, if you get a chance uh, next growing season, uh, grow, grow the ruby Crush and the BHN 968 and c- compare it. Yeah. Because I, 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 I like them all, but I, I'll take those two over the yeah. large cherry. The large yeah. cherry is a little bit larger than uh, 968. Yep. Right. Definitely and larger pick, than uh, Ruby Crush. But uh, large, when, we, when we tried it in heat tolerance uh, trials, uh, the 968 uh, beat it. And the uh, I mean, it set fruit during extremely hot weather. But uh, that's a good that's they a might, good tomato. They might have beat it. They might have beat it. But at the same time, my large cherry all last summer, with through through the hot summer lo- uh, months, they produced. And then then uh, I put them in a cold frame with a, a fifteen hundred watt uh, heater. And, there you uh, go. My, and my cherry my large cherry plant right now is six feet high eight feet wide one yeah. way and four foot wide the other way <laughs> that's I, large cherry. Sure. I, I, I got See. i got four yeah. tomato cages holding it up <laughs> that's but, great uh okay. and that like i said that's been a good tomato for a long time yeah there's a lot of folks that like it but my, but it, my that, that big that big plant can be an issue sometimes mm-hmm. Uh, you know that's that's what BHN 968 and especially Ruby Crusher, semi dwarf. Yeah, they get uh, they only grow a certain height. They stop and then they concentrate on doing fruit. Yeah. So it's a little easier to take care of, I think, in most cases. <laughs> but well, uh, I, I, this spring, <laughs> when the plants were few and far between, no more Ruby Crush. Take it. <laughs> uh, I was sending some tomatoes to my friend Greg Grant in uh, East Texas, uh-huh. and that that large ch- cherry tomato, which his wife loves cherry tomatoes, mm. his new wife, Bill. It's kind of new. It's been two years. Oh, yeah. How many wives? I've only Greg had one. <laughs> his yeah, wife. He's only had one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And nice. uh, so I sent her. Uh, that's the only tomato I could find. Was a, a large chair, and I, I said well, it to the best. They're the best. There you go. Well, okay, I appreciate I, your testimonial. Wait, wait, yeah, okay. sounds good. Thanks. Uh, we have, I mean, Millburger sells that quite a bit. Well, quite often it's the first one we get, the first yeah, cherry right. tomato we get. Right. Okay. 
Now, now to get get, get back to uh, the uh, uh, what do you call that uh, air rating? Uh, air rating. David, yeah. David Rodriguez was talking about uh, it's an eight second ride to rent a uh, air raider and and hang on to it to, to do the job. And uh, I, I don't do it that way. I, I take a three foot long galvanized water pipe, put a T on one end of it, and and uh, a water hose connection on on the end of a nipple on that T and a, a cap on the other end, and I can go down. I have black dirt. My black dirt is 10 to 15 feet deep, and I can go oh. down. I can go down two feet in about 15 seconds. I mean, in hard, hard black dirt. And, yeah, and uh, I, sounds like the Bex blaster. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was getting to say. Well, I, I was over at Beck's house. I went over his house, and I was and I wanted to show him what I had. And he said, "Well, I got one right here." So he <laughs> he and I individually made the uh, well, I blaster. Call it water, <laughs> well, I called it a water water pick. Yeah, and yeah. and so I was over his house, and then I was showing him mine and. He brought his out and showed me his, and we both had the idea. I don't, I don't know where he got his from. I got my idea from my brother. My brother told me about it on the telephone. I went out and and put it together in no time. I had me a, a water pick. But uh, what I do now, what I do now is when I plant any plant in the garden, since my tiller only goes down six inches, I run the water pick down in about four or five places in one for each plant and I fertilize it and, and so I, I have uh, I can enter I can enter uh, uh, two feet of hard hard black dirt and loosen it up yeah well that's, that's interesting because uh, Beck Beck uses his a lot of times in his compost pile to turn oh. turn his compost and uh, yeah I hear I th- I think I bought. Uh, he gave me one. I imagine. Well, and, the, uh, the way he used his was he put a, a elbow. The what, what he showed me had the elbow on the top. I put a T right. top, and right. uh, that way I hold it with both hands. And that way I aerate my uh, pecan trees. I, and I know you love pecan trees. Oh yeah, and, I love them, <laughs> especially the pecans. <laughs> the, and, and uh, so, do you know how, how I could do my front yard with that, with four inches it, it of soil? Works, yeah. It works real well. And, uh, and the need, limestone rocks fly everywhere. <laughs> I, oh. need to, I need to attach some, figure out some way to attach a well, jackhammer. You need a to jackhammer. That, uh, to put it down. Well, I'm sure Milton could figure it out. Oh, yeah. He's, he's our aeration expert. Yeah. But my front so, yard so well has trained. My front yard has 15 feet of black dirt, and oh. so I can go down two or three feet as deep as I want, uh, and and I can go all the way around and put about 30 or 40 or 50 hose down about two feet deep, and in no time at all. And not only that, I'm putting the hose down, and I'm watering the tree at the same time. Hang up on him. Yeah, brother. I think I don't want to hear about his deep soul. Yeah. It sounds like he's in uh, <laughs> Iowa. I think, he's bra- I think he's bragging. I think he's got these humble brags going now. All right. Thank <laughs> well, you, sir. Uh, Thanks, John. Bye, John. Uh, uh, good history. Okay. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, we first, you you kind of uh, brought that out when we had that really, really big drought and people were right. concerned about their trees not getting enough water. Right. You've got a good memory, I man. I do. I've, I've, it, I've, it, 
Kevin, isn't it nice to have a young man on board? That's right. I think my Beck's uh, blaster finally (laughs) went kaput. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. I got to go for kaput. There's no moving parts on it. No, it just kind of broke, and then this piece. Are you sure it's kind of broke? In your trunk with everything else? It could be. I don't know. (laughs) I'll have to look for it. Okay. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. What else you got to go to? Uh, are are we going to look for reports for the uh, Master Gardener Conference, too? The inspirational conference? Uh, David won't call in. I don't know what the well, hell that's why we're going here. beyond David. We're just working. Oh, we're doing during a workaround. Somebody that will call us. Yeah. We want to know how the event was, well, how the say, inspirational. We get a number from David, and then we reduce it by half. Uh, <laughs> and that should do it. <laughs> well, the neat thing about you know extension, A uh, and M extension, makes you verify now. Oh, really? All, oh, <laughs> all man. the all the all the uh, people that come to your meeting or uh, the public. You, that you and I would have had a hell of a problem. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, then we'd have to have the, everybody sign in. And yeah. Woofka. But not, and not lose the sign-up sheet. Yeah, that's right. The, <laughs> I keep finding them. I still keep finding them. <laughs> the, uh, I, I think now all they have to do is is uh, get the numbers off the computer. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah. So, uh, and that accounts for everything. All right. Hey, let's take let's we'll take the opportunity to take a quick break. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero. 308-8867 or toll free it's 866-308-8867 more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Road on 930 AM The Answer Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer, 210-308-8867. Hey, I talked to you about Wild Birds Unlimited. If you've talked to anybody that uh, has uh, been over there, they're not only passionate about what Wild Birds Unlimited helps them do, which is to bring nature to their yard, but they're passionate about Wild Birds Unlimited at Hebner and Northwest Military. They love working with the staff. They love all the selection. They love the fact that uh, it's just a one-stop shop for everything that they need and for products that work. So uh, give them a call and uh, go by and, or go by and visit with them. You can visit with Kyle or Bill or anybody over there at Wild Birds Unlimited Northwest Military and Hebner Road. Check out all the feeders. Check out the houses. Check out the binoculars, the books, the yard art, all that. Uh, great folks who help you every bird baths and bird baths too. Thank you. Yeah, uh, well, uh, the rain kind of. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, check them out at Northwest Military and Hebner Road. That's Wild Birds Unlimited right there, and you'll find some friendly folks ready to help you and to uh, take ownership in your project, too. So 479-210-479-BIRD, 210-479-BIRD for Wild Birds Unlimited. And they appreciate brown sparrows. They do. They 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 they. They're they, very they, patient they with you. when Jerry's here. <laughs> yes, Kyle was very patient with Jerry. <laughs> They've got a, a new uh, Martin excluder. Did purple, that, purple Martin. You'll excluder. have to ask Kyle about that. Uh, <laughs> that you put on there to keep some Martins out and let the sparrows in. I see. All right, uh, I would have focused. Long time been coming, Milton. Uh huh. 
<laughs> yeah, I think you're with a Sparrow Council, and <laughs> Calvin is with a Zinnia Council. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I'm trying to make up for the, all those I killed I as a young man. You're doing a great job. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about something that uh, most people probably won't do. Uh-oh. It's like our dorm, dorm at oil spray. We every year for the last uh, what, Calvin, thirty-five years, we've been talking about the the uh, use uh, and the benefits of applying a dormant oil in the winter and how to do it and everything else. And products are available, and uh, very few people do it. And then they pay the price because mm. they didn't didn't do it. So. Uh, this fits into that category. It, this is a public information uh, uh, project that I that uh, okay we want to talk about, and uh, talking about crepe myrtle. Get your push button ready. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> crepe myrtle aphids. Oh. Uh oh. <laughs> now, last week I talked about. Uh, the lady at the fair that walked under the tree and, and mm-hmm. uh, aphids were pooping on her. and uh, But it felt like rain. It felt like rain, and it was a hot day, and she wanted to buy a tree. So uh, I told her to get the uh, San Antonio, Texas rain tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're, we're going to talk about a way that you can control that. You, know, you can get it to stop raining under your tree? Yeah, make it stop raining under your tree. I don't think I told, said last week that uh, I had her and her children opening the mouth under the uh, uh, under the uh, crepe myrtle to enjoy the aphid rain. I'm glad you didn't well, say that's that. Well, hun- it's honeydew. Yeah, it's honeydew. It's sweet. It's Why uh, would they call it honeydew? I, I was asking her, was it sweet? Did it taste sweet? And she said... <laughs> Let me get another take. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> you've got to have fun with people, man. Uh-huh. How, how often did you see her again? Did you? Okay. Okay. Crape Myrtle. On She's the, never come Myrtle. back. She goes yeah. to a different nursery now. Crape Myrtle aphids. Uh, uh, the uh, aphids congregate on flowers, new growth, and leaves. They're pear-shaped and BB-sized. So they're pretty... They have pretty substantial. And you will usually find dozens of them clustered together. Do you know why that is, Matthew? They're I've really told friendly. you a hundred times. Why? Why they're clustered together. I don't remember. Because all the females are pregnant. Oh. And they lay all the eggs, and oh. they stay in clusters. Oh, okay. They're a family, Milton. That's nice. nice. Nice little family. Yeah. They suck up, suck sap from the plant, then secrete a sticky honeydew. Mm-hmm. Honeydew. It has to taste sweet. I'm not uh, so they sure. wouldn't have named it honeydew. Uh, I don't want to find out. Oh. No, and, and in which the sooty mold, the black thing, the black uh, mold that uh, appears on your crepe myrtle. It's just a fungus. Yeah, it's a fungus. Back black sooty mold fungus. A surface fungus. So yeah, you wouldn't know it though when you try to get it off. <laughs> yeah, it's not that easy to get off. Uh, 
So there's also, to control scale and aphid, there's also the mole. Uh, and to control the aphids in there, you've got to take action in the spring. Now, current recommendations are the application of a soil drench of imidacloprid. Systemic insecticide made around the base of each Kramer plant around the middle of May. That's what's now, isn't it? Yeah. Close. <laughs> we just passed it. That gives the uh, insecticide several weeks to be taken through the roots and to be put in position to be sucked by those either aphids or as they start feeding. Now, you probably don't know what a metachloroplopin is, but I asked our resident expert, Trace, and he says it's sold as a fertilome systemic insecticide drench, uh, and that's a liquid. And if you have aphids on your houseplants or you want to protect your houseplants, they sell it in a granular, too. Uh, bonite granules. Yeah. And uh, we have both of those, but you want to use the drench around your beautiful crepe myrtle. And, and you pull the drench out around, you know, two or three feet away so it can be taken up by the feeder root. Uh, if, <laughs> if you have blackened trunks that are covered with sooty mold, which a lot of people do, use soft sponges or racks, rags and a big bucket of warm, soapy water to scrub the trunk. It won't take much to clean them off. Don't be too abrasive. Don't want to hurt the bark of the tree. But do know that a good bit of the old bark is likely to come off loose in your hand. It sloughs off annually with the new growth. So uh, now it's, is the time to protect your crepe myrtles from honeydew. It's also, uh, as you're do doing that, you, and you've had problems with your uh, new gold lantana for uh, last year with oh, the yeah, that's right. lace bugs. That's right. You can uh, use that for the lace bugs, too. In other words, if your lantana quit blooming in, in yeah. the middle of the summer, yeah. and it's supposed to be blooming all and summer. And you get that gray, dusty look yeah. eventually. But that's what you want to prevent. So you could you could apply that. That uh, drench. Drench there, too. You know, I think, is this the first drench we've ever recommended? I think so. Yeah, I'm not. That, that has been proven effective. More so than the sprays. I never used a drench. I don't think I've ever used a drench even on my peach orchard. Yeah. So this is kind of a <laughs> new renovation. The, history in the making. Yeah. But uh, we've got the products that will take care of well, them indoors and outdoors. Now, what's happening is uh, like the, the drench. Um, the pesticides are getting uh, more difficult use more you got the timing is more important yeah you got to be skillful and using follow the label closer mm -hmm. and the net result is you get a as good or better performance than spraying yeah and it and it um, meets uh, 
meets the requirements of uh, the label and yeah. the environment. Uh, first observed in in the U.S. in Richardson, Texas. Okay. Now that that's up there where the Rose Rosette is. Oh, huh. So what are you saying? <laughs> is there a? I just think it's interesting that they both both of the problems showed up in North uh, North Texas. Hmm. Just making an observation. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I don't guess that. You know that uh, Rose Rosette is spread by. Thrips or something. Uh, Thrips or something. Yeah, it's one. It's one. It's in one of the insects. So I wonder if that drench. Mites, maybe. Yeah, I wonder if that drench would help roses too. I'll bet they've tried it. Yeah. The problem with a virus like that that's spread by an insect, uh, we saw the same with uh, tomato spotted wilt virus, is that if the vector, which is the infected insect, takes one bite out of the plant it's contaminated hmm i remember i used to call it vegetable aids hmm but they told me to quit doing that that i'm uh, understanding <laughs> the pests look like oversized mealybugs they're soft scale that attach to the leaves but mainly to smaller stems and twigs are we, are we back talking about aphids yeah <laughs> yeah Crepe, crepe myrtle market. They suck fluids out of the plant matter. Now, there's no excuse for that. Then secrete a sticky honeydew, Milton. You've got to try this. No. Residue that drips to the surface below. Or your car or whatever. If, if some of our listeners would bring up uh, a lot of that honeydew, would you? Kinda no, no, I will not. You, you can. Uh, <laughs> now, there's some. There's I think if you just lick it, Milton, that no, will uh, Not going to happen. <laughs> some uh, varieties of uh, crepe myrtle that are less susceptible to aphids, too, aren't there? I don't know. Yeah, that would be interesting to check into that. Because <laughs> I, I think I remember there were, there were some identified huh. several years ago. Yeah. Uh, that aphid they thing may, problem they first may thing. not still be as uh, maybe you know the booms were, didn't turn out to be as as good as the others or something but that'll be that'd be interesting too yeah where's Dennis when we need him huh yeah and the last statement A- is aphid resistant <laughs> crepe myrtles <laughs> that's uh the last statement is spray insecticide do not work as well as systemic well huh. uh, that's First mm. time I've ever seen. Yeah, that. who's who's making that declaration? Uh, Neil. Neil. Mm. And uh, they did so, did a lot of research on the. You know he he uh, was main partner in uh, planting all those crepe myrtles in McKinney. They've got hundreds of them, different varieties, and that's why they did the research. But uh, you did, you, did you see the original research? Mm. But. Uh, if Neil says it's right, Kevin, mm-hmm. I don't need to see the research. <sighs> well, okay. considering a two month, two or three months ago, he was criticizing yeah. everything Neil said. <laughs> hey, well, and, and just some of Even <laughs> occasionally, we even make errors in that. What? Oh, this is yeah. the first I've heard of this now. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
where you you have a tendency, uh, like uh, you you run across a uh, research or article, and there's a conclusion drawn, and you don't you don't know the history afterwards. It may have been dismissed as uh, when they checked on you know they did new research. So it's always a good idea oh. to, to check on it. Should we call Neil? Okay. That's blasphemous. I don't know. To talk about sounds checking on Neil. That sounds reasonable to me. No, not. Okay. I would, no, you wouldn't check on Neil. You would go to Check the on the research. research. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's know. not Neil's fault if he's reading bad research. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, Knowing Neil and his, uh, how conscientious he is, you yeah. would probably just be reinforcing his conclusions. That's better, Kevin. All right, two, we'll give him a bye on that. Okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, the, uh, a lot of the freeze-back plants, uh, hibiscus especially, uh, comes to mind, and even, uh, even mums and copper plants and things like that, when they first sprout up, or when you first uh, plant them out, they make a lot of uh, new growth, and uh, to get taller. Mm-hmm. And the uh, now is the time when that new growth comes up to pinch the top out of it, like you do chrysanthemum. Okay, you have to pinch them back, uh, our moms. Uh, you have to peach them back uh, several times a year fall to have beautiful bloom in the in the fall. Fall asters too. Yeah, fall asters too. That's <laughs> that's what people don't. We might well not tell them to do that because they, they think they are weed anyway until they bloom. Yeah. But uh, if you want them thicker and want to make a stronger trunk. And so that they wouldn't, they won't break open with the flowers come, or the rains come and wind. Oh, the rains come, yeah. So you need to tip those back about every uh, four weeks, every every month, I guess. And that that includes Mexican bush sage, fall asters, uh, mums or chrysanthemum, copper plants. Uh, we were talking about that yesterday, I think. And other plants that tend to grow tend to grow tall and lanky if you do not tip them back periodically. And of course, uh, that once you remove your blackberry canes, if you got blackberries, they also will have that type of fast growth, uh, straight up. And uh, you also need to. Cut back uh, three or four inches on those periodically. Is it Kiowas your, that are your favorite? Yeah. They have a tendency to do this. Yeah. Grow out the. They may start owing up, but they go <laughs> out that way. What, what I'm doing is making like wings <laughs> yeah. for the radio audience. I, I think they could see that. Too. Yeah, they can see that. It's to the right of the radio now. Technology is incredible now. They can. <laughs> I just. I was. I get a joke. Uh, I think it's funny though because I go out there to take a look at them, <laughs> and uh, without fail, there's two or three mockingbirds oh, there with me, no. kind of watching too, because uh, <laughs> you know the berries are Your this buddy. close to getting right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, we need to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 
210-308-8867. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick, and we'll be back in a moment after we get you caught up with the news right here on 930 AM. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. 210-308-8867, broadcasting live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road, where if you go to millburgernursery.com right now, you can learn about the upcoming blood drive on June 5th from 10 to 2. Uh, we have a day and a half supply of blood uh, in San Antonio, so we need folks to go out and give blood and uh, help out your South Texas neighbors. So you can, you know, it'll still be in need come the 5th if you want to wait. But uh, it's a Millburgers always has nice thank you gifts for folks, and uh, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has nice gifts too for you. So come on out, plan. To be there on the they fifth. just don't have any homemade cookies, is all. No or, Bill Miller, or Bill Miller barbecue cookie. I don't know. Maybe. Don't uh, get me excited. I don't know. You know how that goes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so that's uh, check millburgernursery.com for more information. So I have a question. I don't know if Jerry can see it if, because it's the hug me tree. But is the thing with the purple flowers is that a vitex? That really tall? Yeah, it looks like it. Uh-huh. Wow, I didn't know Vitex got that tall. Oh, yeah. Uh, around town. So there's one in my neighborhood. I'll show you the picture. And then we'll, oh, yeah. See, actually, the picture does do it justice a little bit. It's even a deeper purple. Yeah. But this is a gorgeous purple. Oh, gosh, yeah. That one's a nice. That must be mm-hmm. one of those the, the newer ones. Yeah, one of Greg's. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, what's the variety? That's the, that's the one that they sell here. Oh, good. What's it what's called? Greg's? No, it's called, uh, I forget the name, but okay. you you know how you can find out what those names are? That's three names. Okay. And uh, go to plantanswers.com. All right. Look up Vitex. Okay. V-I-T-E-X. And uh, you'll find a wonderful write-up on that. Okay. Yeah, it's beautiful. And with pictures. Yeah, this thing is, it's almost, uh, what would you compare the purple to, like Sinisa? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost that way. And uh, the one we're looking at that's so tall is the old variety. The is one, the, uh, an old, uh, old, old variety. Old, yeah, I mean, it's... it's uh, but uh, these new ones that uh, Greg stole out of Louisiana... Uh, uh, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> are, uh, They're more are, bushy. Uh, well, they have longer spikes of bloom. Oh, okay. I... Uh, <laughs> I took a lot of my butterfly pictures on those. Did you want to be on the air? You're okay to be on the air? Okay, well, just come on up and let's see. Where's this? What Trace do with the mic? You can just leave it there and talk. Yeah, there you go. Milton, we'll if they you. ever say yes, they want to be on the air. Yeah, Don't right, ask them it. twice. All right. Here you go. You're on the <laughs> air. How can we help you? Okay, so this is the olive tree that has all that stuff going up. Yeah. And I think Calvin said his is doing that, too. So. Yeah. I, no, I don't have, yeah, I don't have olives, but I've got... It's one of those old poisonous Spanish thing. olive trees. And wow. all, all those bushes go through, and the top is all, is all, you know, well, dead branches. See, I was kind of, actually, you could mess with this one because mm-hmm. there's enough foliage there. Can I you was pull saying, those off? 
if you if you uh, wanted to, I wouldn't. I'd let it go a little well Push longer. Push out. These yeah. things are like this long. Yeah. There's but uh, I was thinking of uh, one with three or four uh, citrus stems on yeah. it, and I didn't want to, you know, with 15 total leaves. But you got a, you got a little the flexibility here. The whole top is here. dead, but yeah, these are coming say, up the whole branch. Your sago in the back is okay. Yeah, the sago is great. It's having babies. We used to know how to cut them off and put them and take, replant them. Take, oh yeah. Probably with a machete. I don't take know the, how to take them off the sides. Take the dead wood out of there if it's dead. The top. And, yeah, and then uh, then you can uh, manipulate the the growth. Yeah. Because because it get harder it gets harder and harder if the you got the green growth going in that dead wood. Mm-hmm. At some point you're going to say, oh, I want to make. But doesn't it have to go up of that? I mean, what, yeah. it's just going to look like a bush then if you cut off the whole top of the tree. Yeah, but it's all dead. Uh, aren't those stems dead above there? Yes. They don't. <laughs> they don't. They don't, they don't come back. back to life though. Taylor Milton. No. Calvin's so telling her again. That's dead, dead wood. You uh-huh. cut it, and then, then this live wood that's down below will fill in that gap pretty quickly. We take off the bush around the sides, though. Just let the you, top grow. You, you can, because you do have enough foliage there that you can manipulate it a bit. You can leave this if you want uh, for a few more months, and then uh, f- uh, kind of finesse it or art, uh, play art with it, <laughs> or you can, or you can. Get some of the obvious uh, on attractive branches out of there, but you got a lot. You got lots. Well, and they're this long. Yeah. Growing up, can when they pull off real easy, they just come right off. Yeah, right. Can we plant those? It's a fig. I mean, it's an olive. olive. Why did you plant the first tree? Because someone gave it to my mother. Oh, jeez. And he gave one to everybody on the block and everybody's group. Is it a sentimental tree? And but I just had, start pulling one of those off and you put it in some water and let it have some roots, like a potato or something, and then stick it, it out in the yard. They well, you, root readily. Yeah, you can root a, go to plantanswers.com and root it like a rose. Like a rose. Okay. Well, then I have one more thing. But, <laughs> I'm so smart. Hang on, Joe. But I, I'm wanting to know why you want to propagate it. Well, just for looks across oh. the back of the... Because the back of the property, I mean, it looks like that for a long ways across the back. Yeah. It goes long ways, and it's all kind of foresty. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be, some places are empty, and we thought we could put it there, and it'd grow real pretty there. But those white flowers are gorgeous. You've seen the white flowers. It makes a beautiful tree. Hmm. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm envisioning my neighbors with their olive trees across the middle of the yard, and I don't see that. Well, my second question, is seeing how this goes a long ways. It's over at Terrell Hills, mm-hmm. so it goes a long ways across the back. So we have these things kind of growing in the forest there. there those, and they have long roots. You start pulling it, and it cools all the way across your yard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just, let me show you a better picture. They have big old leaves on it, and they come up wild. And I pull them, and they keep coming. And it's, they not pa- what? it's not passion it's vine, is it? No. Let's see. Let's see if I can get a better picture, but oh, they're just weeds that come up. But they're real pretty. Oh, that's uh, 
That's the tree I have in my back. Uh, There's a, I mean, it's, it's just not the cat's claw. You pull them and more come up, and they have, no. a, they have roots like this, and the, like as thick as your thumb, and you start pulling it and pull all across the huh. yard, and you just keep pulling these things, and they still come up. You want to get rid of it? Well, I'm wondering. It kind of fills in the back there. Is it bad to let those grow? They grow real tall, like trees. Is huh. it bad to have them in there? Is that the, the uh, heavenly... A heavenly tree, as they call. Uh, no, I, th I, I wish I could remember what it's called. I, I th it's a, it's an attractive tree. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's look. It looks real exotic. Leaves. Oh yeah. Does it hurt to have them? No. <laughs> what are they called? We we're, we're trying to think of that, but They're we're about we're old and we forget. <laughs> it's not root beer plant, is it? But, no. I don't think so. Oh, you pull them up and they just come right back, and then we think, well, they're bushy and they can fill in across the back fence. I mean, okay. yeah, they, does it hurt to leave them? No, it doesn't hurt. No. I've got, I've got, I've had one for uh, twenty-five years. They grow like trees. Oh they yeah, they are trees. Yeah, they are trees. <laughs> yeah, they and they they're real exotic. They got, they drop the leaves and the, they're deciduous, and uh, cherry. If we hear it, we'll know what it. <laughs> but, but I can't think of what it's called. Okay. So it's okay. <laughs> oh yeah. They'll, look, they'll fill in. Now I think they're they're quite attractive. That especially in that your backyard. There. Yeah, it does look pretty. I just yeah. thought, well, we're not supposed to have those. They're better than leaves. olives. <laughs> but see, along the fence line back there, some pretty white olive trees because they're beautiful flowers. It fills in. But why do you look at me like I'm? <laughs> I don't think he, he shares the same opinion of the beauty. Just but it's poisonous? an eye in the beholder. Because they're poisonous olives? Yeah. Well, no, no, he, neighbor, no. Kid, neighbor kid, dog. He just declared them undesirable. It's terrible. Yeah, he doesn't like them. <laughs> you better get they're rid beautiful. of them. He's going to kill your dog. Oh, no. No. I don't have a dog. There's a reason for that. Did you used to have a dog? No, we were thinking about giving one to my sister who has dogs in the backyard. I guess that's probably no now. <laughs> but they, they'll eat those and it'll kill them. Oh, yeah. Big time. And you know what we heard? Overnight. From a yard, our yard man said you could actually put them in brine or something and make them edible. Or they do something to them. Oh, yeah. They, they treat uh, put olives in a... Uh, Salt. Oh yeah, you uh, got uh, you got a tree. And then they're not poisonous anymore. Well, they're not they're not they're more edible. More edible as yeah. opposed to po as opposed <laughs> yeah, to poisonous. Yeah, yeah. You well, need, you just need to get rid of them. Okay. Replace them with crepe myrtle. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I love crepe myrtle. Yeah, me too. They're expensive. And they won't kill your pet. It's so long. They're too expensive. Okay. Well, yeah, we've got, you know, we have some volunteer crepe myrtles. They just come up in the backyard there along that fence line. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Very cool. All right. Thank you. Thank you all. Thanks. Bye. All right. You take care. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Think of all those dogs life. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> Johnson City Joe oh, no. is on the line. Oh, that woman. We should have recommended China berries for that. Oh, yeah. Joe, would you have recommended that? Abbott, uh, uh, sounds like what she was talking about. 
but uh, I don't know. I, I forgot what I called for. <laughs> you, yeah, Joe, join the crowd. <laughs> Better tomatoes. You were calling about tomatoes, Joe. I was calling about tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, also, I wanted to say A&M has a whole article on uh, olives. That's uh, right. Jeff Cambus, uh, one of my buddies at A&M, did a lot of research on these olive trees. Yeah. And they said about every 10 or 12 years, you need to replant <laughs> hmm. <laughs> because of the freezes, uh, yeah. these uh, 10 or 12 years uh, freezes. But yeah. anybody wants to find out about it, just go to the A&M site about olives. And they'll yeah, recommend, huh? the one they recommend is Arbicae. Yeah. That's the one that that's the most cold hardiest. What is it called? Uh, a, Arbicane? Yeah. I, I'll how ask how how it's spelled because I can't pronounce it. What's a, but, what's a yield expected on those olives? Oh, they're, I don't know. They use it for oil. Yeah. He yeah, can't even so begin I don't to know what, how, how, how they're doing in Texas, Joe. They're not yield doing wise. very good in Texas after this freeze. There you go. Planting their whole orchards, they're not yeah, waiting for a, these little sprouts to come back. There was a really uh, interesting, detailed article in the San Antonio Express News uh, about ten days ago. That uh, talked about the freeze damage, talked about the uh, yields, and uh, it was uh, it was just uh, kind of an informative thing. Didn't Joe? Didn't you have olive trees? I had them. I still got them out there looking at them. They're dead as <laughs> a doornail. Oh. No. I got to put you're not, one. I, you know, I have a cross, uh, and I have features there with, uh, you know, plants from the biblical times. Um, I probably will get one and put it in a container, <laughs> not in the ground. But, you uh, know, talk, talking about those people replanting those olive trees. Mm-hmm. There's an old saying that you need to think about. Mm. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. You ever heard that, I, Joe? I, I believe in that a lot. And I <laughs> believe also that uh, about 10 years from now, they'll probably be replanted. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they must have a lot of money to do that. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And have something to do. Uh, you know, outside of the regular bill, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, the question I had, now I remembered, was <laughs> at the beginning of the year I saw a lot of Better Boy tomatoes. Yeah. And as I recollect, Better Boy was highly recommended back in the olden days. Yeah. Uh, and uh, is nematode resistant? Huh? It's nematode resistant, too. Yes, it's nematode resistance. And I never hear y'all talk about Better Boy. I used to well, plant them. I, I, at one time here in the spring, that's all you could find in places around Johnson City were Better right. Boys. Yeah. Uh, that's a, a, a indeter- indeterminate type of uh, tomato. Right. It makes really nice, big plants. Yes, a great big plant. Not necessarily too many tomatoes, but... (laughs) 
But uh, uh, I think uh, the grow the uh, plant grower every now and then has grows some better boy. I think the seed. I'm pretty sure the seed still. Are this there. this year we if, they showed up here. If you go here. online, you'll see a lot of information about better boys and how touted they are. Yeah. Uh, about it. I can't remember the, the last time I planted one. So I planted one. Now, I'll let y'all know how it does. Oh, okay. Uh, but I remember it was a good-tasted tomato. Yeah, and, and it, 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 it'll, do, it'll do better in the hill, hill country than, uh, than, uh, than it seems to do here because uh, we got to get a – it's not a heat setter, but uh, it, set, it usually sets a lot of fruit. Uh, before the before the hot weather comes, yeah, and it'll also grow a big vine, which you can cut back, and uh, have it re- have it produce again in the fall. That's but, what uh, I I do with a lot of my tomatoes is yeah. I try to keep them uh, healthy, and then cut them back for the fall, so I don't have to go. I'm kind of stingy. I don't like to really? go by. I never had noticed that. And go through the process <laughs> of planting them all again. <laughs> well, so. the spider mites really appreciate that, too. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, I fight those spider mites. <laughs> I, I use jet spray water on them with soap. Yeah. yeah. But that, that was a, that was the no. original recommendation. But uh, I, I was wondering about that because I, this I've never seen so many better boys this year, but it was early in the year, and uh, so they must have got them some someplace uh, other yeah, than Texas. That's, that's true. They had to well, get them yeah. from uh, yeah. uh, wholesale but, producers uh, anyway, outside of our Anyway, I want to tell Milton area. that mm. uh, I called my lawyer, Milton. Yeah. And he says, don't worry about Milton. He only meant to do something nice. No. Okay. <laughs> we were just teasing you, Joe. Yeah. You, you uh, got set up. I know. <laughs> also, yeah. uh, mo- most of the tomatoes sold in uh, in te- East Texas and uh, and the Hill Country are uh, grown by a place called Bonnie, B-O-N-N-I. Oh, sure, I've seen Bonnie Plant Farm. Yeah. Bonnie Plant Farms, yeah. Yeah. A lot of like uh, HEBs and Walmart. You're right. They, they right. get a lot. They're a big operation. They get body, hey, Joe, a lot you... of body stuff. Are you getting well, rainy? I want to tell you, it hadn't stopped raining here for days. We get wow. a little rain. <laughs> been in a rainforest. We got two <laughs> inches yesterday, and my huh. pedo is turning into a rainforest. <laughs> the, the grass is up to my. Up above my knees. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, thank you for putting it that way, Joe. Uh, <laughs> you, you could have put it another way, and we appreciate it you not doing it. It could have gone bad. Yeah. yeah, well, you guys have a good time, and uh, you tell that lady whatever she has in the back of her planting I'm worrying about that uh, 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 olive tree. Plant? <laughs> oh, Jerry and I will an remember. Tree in the ground. If not today. Five days from now or something. Yeah, if you think you know what uh, Yohan describe it again? You got big leaves. Big, yeah, and it's uh, 
underground rhizomes. I, guess, I mean, underground runners. Yeah, it's it's the roots are relatively shallow. I got a root beer plant uh, that grows as big as a looks tree. a little bit like a, an apple tree with big leaves. Yeah. Uh, it's not a formosa tree, is it? What? Mimosa. No, no, not no. It's no. got the huge leaves compared to the mimosa. Yeah. Uh, big hands, you yeah. know, they look like hands. But no no nursery sells it, right? Yeah. No, not that I know of. Yeah. And hmm. they've got they've got big uh they've got big white flowers that are kind of uh drooped down. Um and their fruit is uh pods, I believe. You're not talking about uh, the bush morningglory type thing, Datura, uh, uh, are you? No. Uh-uh. Okay. No. That didn't a... look like Datura. No. Well, it'll come to us. It'll come to us. All right. Thanks, Joe. we got to take right, a break. Thank you all, guys. Appreciate you. Bye. Good talking to you. Appreciate uh, you, too. All right. So uh, yep. give us a call if you can help us out with our description. If you just throw a name out there, that'll help. We have the greatest listeners in the world, so we know you're going to help them out. Help (laughs) help the guys out. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Looking for some help. Looking to try to find out what the uh, the plant that we were talking about earlier. Big leaves. What else was the description? Underground runners. Looks like an apple tree, maybe. Well, the shape is, but the leaves are not at all like an apple tree. That big, looks like hand. Yeah. And um, deeply cut. Oh sir. gosh, Jerry. In tennis, Tennessee, uh, the what? It, what is some of those big, big leaves and? Uh, not cut, Sue. No, no, the tree. It's a tree, uh, and there, there's a hybrid. And then there's a, then there's a one that's... Do you, have, do you have sumac, something that... I don't know. I'm just making up names no. for the stuff you talked about in Tennessee. <laughs> oh, he, he knows. All right. Hey, let me tell you about Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf real quick. The uh, guys over there uh, do a great job of helping folks. This is a great day to, uh, to wonder about it because if your deck is sealed properly, uh, you don't have to worry about weather like this. And Barry Hagendorf of Deck and Patio Care has been studying... Uh, how to seal decks, how to do stuff like that since the 80s. It is a national expert on this kind of stuff. Uh, sealing, staining, uh, making that uh, deck look new again. And it's easy to check it out. You go to deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com, and you can find out, you know, what it can look like because he's got the picture. It's the very first thing you see is that before and after picture, and he's absolutely right. It looks brand new. So if you have a deck that you're... Uh, interested in getting to look new again or keeping uh, looking great, uh, call Barry at Deck and Patio Care. It's deckandpatiocare.com or 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. Did you ask uh, Siri? 
<laughs> Wait, seriously. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to Google random stuff. It's not Catalpa, is it? Yeah, it's related to Catalpa. It looks like Catalpa. Yeah, okay. Uh, but it's not. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, got the, the hand. Yeah. But the Catalpa is everywhere in Tennessee, I think. Yeah, right. And that's what, that's what we grow our fishing worms on. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, big green. I don't know what butterfly they turn into. But uh, we used to go out and uh, collect them to put on trot lines to catch, catch oh. catfish. Okay. And uh, there weren't, weren't very many trees around. Right. But, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, In so, Tennessee? Yeah, of Catawpa. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, you had to watch it for the rim worm. They would actually strip the tree. Big leaf magnolia? Huh? I'm, I'm looking under uh, <laughs> and, uh, that, Tennessee trees with big leaves. Oh, here comes Trace. Maybe Trace can help us. Uh, what's the largest tree in Tennessee? Pecan. Okay. I need common names. Ask right. the leaf, the largest leaf. Okay. Trace, you may need to help us here. You need lots of help, I'm sure. No. Yes, it's true. Trace, what is the Catulpa-type tree that... Uh, has leaves that are that big, but are shaped like hands, and they have uh, they're deciduous. Uh, they there's a there's a hi- hybrid or a, a yeah, mix with Chitalpa. a Catalpa. Yeah, well, there's a Chitapa. That's a uh, like desert dawn, desert willow. Okay, what is the? But it doesn't have big leaves. They don't have. No, it has a desert willow looking leaf oh. and a light pink bloom. No. Now this is a big. This is a. Someone brought them a picture in there. Where's the picture? No, no. <laughs> and well, she's gone. Center, she really left. A little that computer. Doesn't help. That doesn't help me. She's gone home to protect her dog. Oh, we, the... we got Sally on the line. I think she's going to help us out. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Sally, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Hi. Uh, I just wanted to contribute to the mystery here. I have a tree with large leaves and beautiful white flowers on it and long bean pods it grows, and it's called a catalpa tree. Is that perhaps the one you're Catalpa uh, is one here? like it, but this, okay. is a little, this is a little different. We're getting close, though, I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this, uh, well, that was my suggestion. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, yeah, thank you. That's, that's good. good. That's okay. good. It helps us hone in on it. Okay. Um, we we brought that up too because they they have a cross with Catalpa, and uh, Tracy says there's one with the real small leaves. I thought there was one with. Well, the they're they're leaves. long. They're just skinny like a uh, desert yeah. willow. Oh, yeah. okay. But, uh, yeah. And you do see more of it. it's about a 15 foot little tree, but most people just call it a desert willow. Um, mm-hmm. But there's numerous desert willows, and they don't all have the same <laughs> uh, starting point of genus and stuff. Now, I want to tell people that's yeah. listening. Thanks, Sally. <laughs> okay, Sally. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. That, you that we know what this is. Oh, I see. You're just kind of quizzing yeah. the audience. But we're he, just trying to. He, he forgot it 30 years ago. Uh, <laughs> me, and, me and David always joke. Oh, speaking he, of David. He's forgot more than we'll ever know. <laughs> so David said there were a 1,000 people. All right. At the uh, Master Gardeners Conference. How, and how, did, he, how did he count them? Uh, he doesn't say. He doesn't well, give you extension can, you service. Can he said, don't ask for details.
Just uh. take my word for it. There were, no, he said 1,000 people and 200 for his talk. Oh, that's good. 200 for what? His, his talk. talk. Oh, okay. Yeah. 20% of the people were listening to his talk. If it grows. Now, if, 20, if it what? If it grows, oh, he I, knows. I thought you said something else. <laughs> if he'd grow. <laughs> yes, sir. I, no, I was going to make a joke along those lines. Uh, oh, okay. Trace, don't. Don't get like Jerry. <laughs> but the, uh, Don't go there, Trace. Don't go to the dark side. <laughs> David likes a little bit of ribbon here and there. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, uh, they can count the uh, people that tune in. I, to I, the, I, I know, but I was, I was oh. trying to come up with another joke, and it wasn't uh, going to be any good either. Okay. So. All right. We were talking about the Vitex earlier, yeah. Trace, and you were pointing out. And then and I realized that was a Vitex. And, and I do well. praise you in sending yeah. me a picture of... Uh, and you even named it correctly. I know, but I didn't. But it wasn't like the Vitex that I'd seen around. Well, that, that's sort of pale and tall, like that one. A, lot, a lot of the Vitexes had to be cut to the ground. Not all of them. Oh, okay. Uh, I was driving somebody in my daughter's neighborhood yesterday that uh, was still eight, ten feet tall and blooming. Yeah. But I think the ones that got cut back to the ground are blooming better and look better than the ones. Oh, that were. maybe so. Yeah. We found that out with Thryalis and. Uh, a lot of those plants like that, if they're, if they're cut back to the ground every year, and they'll come back pretty quick, yeah. and, and they'll bloom on a shorter bush, on a shorter plant, and continue to bloom all summer. That's why these Vitex look like Vitex yeah. bushes instead of do trees. You, yeah. Do, do you remember the names of the new Vitex? That's the only one y'all sell, I think. Uh, no, I don't remember. Okay. But, but no, we had that. The purple-leafed one last year. That's right. That's uh, right. That would have been oh, yeah, the, the that new cool. one. But I don't know how they fared. So maybe David could give us a call if he's listening because I know I gave him, like, three to plant at the botanical garden. Yeah, David, call us. <laughs> he's not going to call We won't ask him about the... Uh, okay. Yeah, well, that, okay. That's, that's my plan. If he got on the phone, he couldn't back out of it if you asked him. <laughs> hey, that's true. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't going to do that, but you might. <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, did uh, let's see what I gonna say. <laughs> Fascination or something like uh, yeah. that was that. Oh yeah, that that's we, that had the. It was a plant of the week yep. last year. Yeah. So it was pretty. And I remember people you had it just kind of sitting out here, and everybody kind of came by and was wondering what it was and wanted to know more about it. Yeah. Um, let's see. What are you getting? Any questions about? Uh, Anything else uh, this week? Anything? That's... Lots of grub questions. Oh, but really? In my mind, it's way too early. Huh? What do y'all think? Yeah, no, I don't. Which think ones so. are the June bugs? Yeah, well, I, some, I haven't seen a June bug yet. Sometimes you see the June bugs flying around in May. Yeah, they're uh, there's well, yeah, uh, grubs in the ground too. Them, mm-hmm. Right, but they're waiting to waiting to be a June bug. I would think still. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think they're they're start. Some have been laid in the. That's interesting, because uh, I always think of the June first as the as the key time. Well, I always look for the June bugs, and then eight weeks later, first possibility of egg hatching and and yeah damage starting, and I still have yet to see even Any, one June bug, much less either. a quantity of mating. And Not the, that I want to see the mating milk. Uh, <laughs> the I think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't guess they do. But uh, the ones that you see around the uh, uh, lights are males. Really? The females stay in the ground, I think. Interesting. Well, how do they mate? 
in the ground, uh, I think. But uh, anyway, I've never seen a mating. You should know better than ask Jerry that question. Uh, <laughs> I think that's worth a Google. Uh, How do June bugs mate? All right, Dennis, if you want to send. Uh, <laughs> but, I was looking for the different varieties of Vitex. There are a lot of them. I like the name Blue Diddly. <laughs> now, a few of those are probably uh, illegal for sale. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a, chase berry, uh, chase tree. Chase. There's a couple of them that are considered, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Patented? No, no. Uh, they propagate themselves so well that they're invasive. Oh, invasive? Oh, there okay. you go, invasive, that's the word. Yeah, okay. But, uh, yeah, uh, Vitex is. Uh, oh, that, wow, that's pretty. Isn't, isn't that the one we had to hurry up and get on the market before the. Declared it a invasive species, but I've never seen it happen. Well, the 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 uh, problem with that it, it it never had been in, included on the invasive species list, but people were talking about uh, the, the lake or the river that goes through Austin mm-hmm. at the headwaters of that river. They say it's covered with vitex seedling. But on closer examination, there's a vitex that grows on the coast that is invasive like that. The vitex that uh, you sell and and we grow around here is not invasive. So beach vitex, I think, is the one I'm I'm looking for. That's what it is. You you brought the word to my mind. (laughs) But uh, anyway, uh, there's never had been made put on the invasive plant list. Which one is the invasive one, the beach or the other? Beach. I think it's beach, beach vitex. The beach. And uh, they're, they're, I don't think they have as pretty blooms as Oh, no. no. I've had them before. Oh, is that right, yeah. Solar? Um, yeah. Real good, Trace. Year, <laughs> year, years ago, another, another company. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. In a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> we also sold ash trees and Chinese tallow and oh yeah, lots of other wood forsythia. Forsythia. I like to say that. Now we had those all around my house in Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. And there were the front. They were a beautiful yellow plant, uh, yellow bloom, and they uh, they bloomed around Easter most of the time. So they were one of the first uh, ornamental plants to grow with. And I, I like saying that. I can recall selling thousands and thousands of Chinese tallow. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was that was the second best tree other than ash. We sold well, so we many. recommended it for quite a while because of the color. Yeah, yeah. fall color. Uh, and, uh, but it was... Uh, it wasn't long before we figured out it wasn't the greatest uh, <laughs> bird attracting. Well, I, I, yeah. I, in a, any real moderate winter, it might become a Chinese tallow bush because you yeah. have to cut the top down and it's sprout oh. back out as a bush, which actually still looked pretty good. And it has, but has bores, I think. Hmm. So they're sh- they're rather short lived, but they they nothing can touch them in the fall for color, and I mean they're red and beautiful. Flame sumac, about the only thing I can think of that comes yeah, close. Yeah, that's right. And that's invasive. <laughs> it's native. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, 
I was always talking with Mr. Fanick and some of them about could we grow it in a container, you know, just for the fall color. And it had it had berries for the birds, doesn't it? Has berries, but they weren't the surprisingly. They looked like they should be relish, but they they were not. Okay. They were not tasty. Yeah. No. <laughs> what is the other one? Oh, Dur- Dur- uh, Duranta is another one that looks like they should be really sought after by the the birds, but don't hmm. have oh, a lot yeah, of action. Oh yeah, How about beautyberry? They like those. Birds? Oh gosh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I've seen them eat it. That's why I was yeah. asking. Yeah, and, and, uh, I got some. I have. I haven't had any all year. Finally got some. Oh wow! Yeah, you want to talk about some? I'm of giving away stuff? all my plants to the future weekends. <laughs> no, no. Did you want to talk about this weekend's plants? What did we talk sure. about? Sure. Let's see. We got in variegated ginger for the right. first time. Yay! We got in uh, Brooksmansia, which is angel's trumpet, several colors for the and first time. We got Charles Grimaldi, yeah, which best, is the bluminous the one of all. Best, best one, and it's yellow. Yeah, you like that word yellow? Yeah, yeah nice. And porterweed. Very so. Porterweed, yeah. Porterweed, which is a great butterfly. <laughs> there was one more. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the Well, did we talk about the fern, the uh, firecracker fern? But did you get that in, or were you just talking oh, about it? No, I think we were there. just talking about it, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see. Romancia, the, uh, the uh, which ones did we talk about? Just It's already gone from my head. <laughs> I, uh. I was looking at that uh, those the jasmine. Uh, yeah, oh, that's gone. Oh, okay, we, oh, never mind. We did too good a job selling that. <laughs> okay, I was looking at the those the butterfly line, that the pretty one, the the red one, is what you got a bunch of them over there. How many? The porterweed. Uh, porterweed. I think, porterweed. I think we got yeah. in two hundred. Okay, but those, I don't remember seeing those spikes. That's those right. bloom spikes, oh, yeah. and they get longer. Overnight they come on it. They, they can. Not overnight. They were blooming, well, they were blooming mean, yesterday. They move up and down. Yeah. But it's like, a, it's like a, a salvia or a snapdragon. The blooms open as they get yeah. taller up the spike. And the spike can get pretty long. Yeah. And you can have, uh, it's, it's really neat, you can have butterflies and hummingbirds at the same oh, time. Yeah. On the, mm. and uh, That's pretty cool. Arguing over the <laughs> that, that stem. Yeah, the, uh, and the blooms are extremely small. And but they're red. Uh, did, did you get? They're all red. Uh, so far, all I've got is red. Okay. Uh, I think there's a pink in there. Oh, there's pink. Every and there's color blue. Is it? And, but the two that are the the best, I think, are the red and the, the purple. Yeah. But uh, and we did some. Uh, I've had apricot before. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. They yeah, weren't that, they weren't cheap, but they were cool looking. <laughs> and, they, and they're deceptive. Because I, I planted some, they got real big, whereas these the red ones, the bloom is the dominant part. Yeah, it's very small. And the apricot thing got real big in there. You kept saying, well, is that ever going to bloom? <laughs> Next thing you know, there's blooms everywhere. Yeah. There. Just dominating for a short period of time. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Like I say, the bloom is small, and there's only one or two blooms open at a time on those spikes. But uh, they've done some research. I think Mary looked them up and uh, found out that those are really good nectar sources, those little blooms. That's what uh, Calvin said for years Yeah, when yeah. first started getting them. Uh, I still think David should get that, consider that one as a Texas superstar. problem is that it, it's you hear no, me, David, no right? cold David, <laughs> David. 
<laughs> there's really there's no cold tolerance. Well, that's okay. Porter weed, yeah. Uh, that's fine. We uh, we did the the uh, butterfly weed is one too. I think a few years back. Yeah. You mean the tuberosa? Or I, did, uh, I, I think we did them. I think we did them all. Yeah, well, both both tuberosa and the tropical, the the milkweeds will come back. If we can make a tomato plant, a Texas superstar, that doesn't live. Why why can't we do porterweed? Don't be yeah. looking at me. I'm not. Yeah, Jerry. And if we need to change the name, <laughs> we're looking at you. If we need to change the name, then uh, maybe we can do that. Yeah. All right. I know you don't like to da- David and I. Are yeah, not they don't the like weed the name. In the name. Yeah. <laughs> David and I are not Paul Cox that. weed. We- yeah. <laughs> Co- uh, Paul Cox Memorial. Uh, yeah. That t- that time Paul called from the botanical garden. They were having a sale out there, plant sale. Yeah. And we were checking in with them, and they said, <laughs> "We called Paul and said, we've we've sold almost everything except the porter weed." Yeah. Which That's for I knew what a porter we was. And I said, Paul. We made fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> now we. Now Do you, you think it's the name? <laughs> Who wants to buy a weed? And uh, like, like uh, those over there, they get they got the long spikes, and those that know the plant will uh, know that those spikes are going to have flowers so, on. So them. your suggestion is for me to take the sign away, right? No. Uh, <laughs> wait. <laughs> they just see the plant blooming. Yeah. Well, once it blooms. Oh, they're they're gonna buy it anyway. Just you know that. You know they're they're. We think of them in terms of a nectar plant mm-hmm. and an attractive landscape plant, but their uh, the main the main value has been medical imp, uh, input there. Is they, that right? Yeah, they've extracted. If you go if you go on the internet, there's all these different. Uh, well, if, Extractions it, if it's that good for fruit. memory, I might not have started taking it. <laughs> I wonder Is if... It? I can't remember. I wonder, ah. <laughs> I wonder if they're... Good. I like that. <laughs> I wonder if they're deer resistant. I can't imagine. Well, if there's as many products in them extracted from them, there must be some co- compounds in them. Uh, I think I actually planted some out there uh, last year, and they didn't get eaten by the deer. I think it's worth an experiment, Cal. We need to buy one today. And, I'm, <laughs> and the milkweed did not get. I know the milkweed did yeah, not well, get eaten. Yeah, well, they're all they're out in the wild along the ditches and everything else. Not, not well. I guess tropical milkweed is. No, I'm talking about the the native uh, horn antelope antelope horn. horn. So uh, we're going to take a break because uh, we want to give Fred lots of time. He's going to come back and give us a suggestion on what the tree might be. All right. And he's got a grapefruit question, 210-308-8867. We're only answering a grapefruit question if he gives us some okay. good inkling. In- I got you, Fred. You're under pressure. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this on 930 a.m. Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, broadcast live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. Fred, you've been so patient. What's going on, Fred? Hello. Thank you have you a suggestion the... on what that plant might be? Well, yeah, it's kind of a wild guess. I, I, when you were talking about it spreading by rhizomes and having large leaves, what came to my mind was the uh, princess tree or the royal polonia. 
Yeah, I guess one. that too. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know that one. But this this is a perm, kind of a permanent. We were thinking uh, varnish, varnish tree came to me, varnish plant. But yeah. I looked on my computer and there's about seventeen different <laughs> plants called varnish plant, and I didn't see yeah. one that had the leaves uh, that looked like the hand. Hmm. Yeah, this these have large leaves, but they get to be more like uh, huge, you know, enormous leaves. Uh, so it's probably yeah. not the what, same. What thing. are the blooms like? Well, it has a uh, has a flower, and uh, I think they're more like a kind of a pastel purple rather than yeah, right. white. Yeah, and uh, I don't I wouldn't describe the petals as drooping like uh, like you guys were talking about before, but oh. uh, the, anyway. Uh, did you get, have you got a tree like that? Uh, my son-in-law and uh, daughter okay. have one. Did, and they did, spread did the, like crazy. In fact, they're considered they're on the invasive species list. I think. Yeah. <laughs> did uh, did they get, did he get it out of a catalog or the newspaper <laughs> or comics? A, a neighbor's uh, yard. Most nurseries sure don't sell neighbor. that plant. Pardon me. Now most nurseries don't sell that plant. No, probably but they're not. All a lot of a lot of those newspapers and uh, uh, ads in the Sunday papers and things like that that sell zorzia grass and stuff will sell periodically sell those things. Well, let's continue our exploration and we'll yeah figure this out. Thanks for the call. Yeah, Thank no, you. wait, wait. He's got a grapefruit oh. question. Right. Yeah, I had another question. It's actually just. Uh, Kind of a comment. The uh, last week I talked to you about my grapefruit trees that froze, and they were starting to put out uh, uh, shoots, you know, on the lower part of the trunk. And uh, they come out. They come out all uh, lush and green. They make a little nub on the trunk, and then they go essentially hugging the trunk straight up. And a whole lot of them have just uh, fallen off. You know, they're green and lush and they snap <laughs> off right at the trunk and uh yeah i don't know what they're, to think they're weakly attached <laughs> yeah i guess so and and uh they get so big and heavy they grow so fast that they yeah I mean, that's, that, do that's they that's have a, thorns that's that structural integrity <laughs> thing going on so yeah. even if it yeah. survives it may never survive even a decent wind yeah yeah the do wind, they have uh, thorns uh yeah, I think they do. I think the new shoots do have some thorns. Yeah, these are the thorns I'm thinking about. Uh, you wouldn't forget they're two inches oh, long. At least, at least. They're yeah, looking they're deadly. Right at first, they're kind of soft and flexible, but oh man, it gets they get wicked yeah. later. You didn't you but, didn't plant uh, it uh, from seed, did you? Yeah, actually, this is the one that uh, that I planted for from seed. Oh, okay. okay. Of, and they came that's, back true. Yeah, that's that's just vegetative growth. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see that kind of shoot from uh, juvenile. It's a juvenile growth. Okay. Easy to root. <laughs> that's but, why you would leave that uh, one like that. You might leave it go until you you can identify a couple right. of shoots that are going to be that are strong enough to yeah. stay on them. Yeah, well, they right do break now, off it, readily. Seems like it's kind of thin in itself, you know. The yeah. <laughs> let the, well, let the strongest limb win. Just let it go its natural course, I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah for a while. Well. Uh-huh. Okay. 
All right. All right. Well, thanks, thanks. guys. Thanks, thanks for calling. Yeah, Fred, <clears throat> thanks. We'll continue this. Uh, we'll continue the search. Yeah, I bet it'll come to Calvin and either on the way home yeah. or in the, in the night. Well, I think we'll <laughs> wake up screaming. We, yeah. It is uh, something we call a varnish plant, but there's some other names, too, that are probably more recognizable. Okay. I'll look that up. <laughs> i got about two or three minutes. Okay. Uh, let's see. I don't think we've talked about the sale items. We talked about it briefly, but uh, I guess I'll have to buy some porter weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, any of you out there that are looking for um, more nectar sources for your butterflies, uh, plus an attractive, I think this is the most attractive of the porter weed, too. So this is this is a good one to latch onto, and this will be, if I remember last year, I think I waited too long. Oh, maybe it was the the purple one that I waited too long and they sold out and had to wait, <laughs> had to wait the next time. I remember you heartbroken. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. like I am on those Rio Grande gold peppers. And right. Calvin, Calvin says <clears throat> that uh, we can fertilize now. Is that right? I think so. I think it's uh, we're just uh, we're a month behind but the, the, gra- the San Augustine and the yeah. Bermuda grass and Zoysia seems to be coming along now and so uh, go ahead and use some 19.59 and like i said the prettiest thing in my front yard now is my oak sprouts and it, it's funny the oak sprouts are under the trees and the floor town st augustine that i've got left is out in the sun huh. where it can get more sun so i guess all that stuff that they write about to us Shade, shade not good for grass is probably right. So if you've got oak but it's sprouts. it's weird. I, but I see some <laughs> homes in the neighborhood where they've got St. Augustine under oak trees, and it's it's the lushest in the middle yeah. of summer. It's the lushest part. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. It's like little little islands. That are <laughs> but anyway, if you didn't see Calvin's uh, article in yesterday's paper and you still got the paper, uh, he wrote a, a great article on uh, shoots on frozen citrus may not be good. Mm. So he warns everybody. Here's our tomato grower. Used to be tomato grower. I got tomatoes growing this year. <laughs> good. So, okay, good. Hey, we need to, to wrap it up and say goodbye for today. We're back tomorrow. Uh, not back tomorrow. No, no. no. <laughs> you may be I back, may back tomorrow. tomorrow, but uh, we'll be back broadcasting next Saturday. Here at Mill Burgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road. So we encourage you to come on out, get your gardening questions ready for us, and you can be a part of the show. Thanks to Al for doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. This is Mill Burgers.